them because I see the Spirit of the Lord, my God, in them. And I will say this to you that when you hear from them, you have heard from my mouth. You will discover that we speak the same voice, but in different forms. So on this session, we are having Dr. Andrew Lockhart. And I'm very sure that as God has used him to bless you yesterday, you will really be mightily blessed today as well. Why don't we just welcome together Dr. Andrew Luckert, you are live. <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful. All right. Is that when? Yes, we can hear you now. You can hear me now. All right. God bless you, Apostle and uh, servants of the Most High God. We are honored once again to be in your presence, to be a part of PBM, which is a cutting edge organization, uh, of course, birthed by the, the Apostle. Uh, Apostle Williams and Mama Oma, and we are grateful to have such cutting-edge uh, fellowship to be a part of to draw strength and grace and get guidance and directions. And times like this, it's a whole new uh, uh, walk of faith for the for the Church of the Living God. But at the same time, it didn't take our God by surprise, and therefore God have brought us to the kingdom for such a time like this. And we are grateful to the Lord that our life will be most useful in these end times. Will be most useful in these end times. And as a result of that, uh, as Apostle was saying, people now are in a frenzy. They don't know their head from their tail. Pardon my <laughs> colloquial expression. But people need guidance. They need direction. And they're looking for it in all cracks and corners of the of the earth and society. It is unfortunate that so many believe that their savior shall be the government, but God never ordained the government to be our savior. He ordained the government to bring, to bring order and structure in society so that we will abide ourselves lawful in our countries and our nation. <laughs> unfortunately, even like in my country, the government think the government think that can turn bad people into good people. They have no power to do so. It's only the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that transformed the hearts and the life of human beings. And we're grateful to that because we look to him now from where our help comes from. And so with no uh, other ado here, I will get right on into the word of the Lord. Uh, we are so grateful once again. Thank you, Apostle, for allowing me to be a part of this meeting, this fellowship and uh, receiving of your uh, blessings and anointing. Uh, once I'm, I have to take time and personally to share all the testimonies that your your prophetic grace unleashed on this campus in Charlotte, North Carolina, and on the saints of the Lord here at Abundant Life. They, they, I tell you now, as soon as this COVID is over, they want you to come back to America and come back to Charlotte. To, to allow that unusual grace and wisdom and insight that you walk in, that we so appreciate here in America. So uh, we just want to once again just tell you, thank you, sir. You have been such a blessing to this organization, my life and ministry, and, of course, even my, my family life, you and Mama Oma. We are grateful. We are eternally grateful for you, too. All right, let's get into the word today now. Right. I want to talk to you. About yes, sir. I can see that. Um, uh, move your camera up a bit. Okay, you saw uh, up. Good. Would that be good? Yes, yes. That's okay. Right there. Yeah. Good. Okay. All right. Thank you. Oh, okay. We will talk to you today from the, on the subject. Uh, we want to deal with you know as we looked yesterday. Of course, we addressed some of the things that the Lord was speaking to us about our spiritual life, our moral life, and even our success in being effective and productive in relating to ministry. And yet it had to do with a call to conduct, a call to holiness, a call to our, a call to elevating our increase of awareness of our relationship with God and how necessary it is for the light that the Lord called us to be in this society and that we as Jesus said, never lose our saltiness. He said, if the salt loses savor, 
what good for it other than to be trotting under the men of feet, of uh, men feet, meaning that our relevancy and our influence is more important now than ever before. But it's only as we be in a posture like we should be. You know, Chronicles, I think, coined it so well under the old covenant when that pastor passed. Uh, that uh, prayer was prayed by King Solomon. He said, if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. <laughs> and then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive sin and I will heal the land. If we look at that, really, the society outcome is in the hands of the church. We are deciding the deliverance and the victory and the health and the prosperity of our countries, of our nation. If my people, God put it on his people that are called by his name, will humble themselves, seek his face, turn from their wicked ways. We have to acknowledge there have been some ways in our life that are not pleasing to the Lord, and that's called repentance. It's not a bad word. It's a good thing. It's unfortunately in society, I listen even now in America, I hear no preachers ever telling people that it is necessary that you repent and live right before the Lord. So something has happened to the gospel that we got to come back to. And, uh, of course, that will be our wisdom. I, I, I told you the, the scripture said, Paul said, uh, that there were some things that we need. And according to Peter, he said that it, it is necessary that we understand the wisdom that Paul spoke from that God gave him. And when the, when the, uh, the minister of God, she, when she prayed that prayer about Solomon asking for wisdom, and I heard Apostle even echoing that again just now. So I feel my guidance this morning in our morning fellowship to speak with you along the lines of wisdom. And, and, and the relevancy of wisdom and how wisdom even decide the favor that a believer walks in. All right, let's look in the scripture. The Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah 33 and 6, if you will go there, please. Isaiah 33 and 6. Uh, we will look at that verse in the book of Isaiah 33 and verse 6 as it speaks about wisdom here. It says, well, I look at, I start at verse 5 and read on the end. It says, the Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. I'm reading both from the New King James, and I'll be reading from the NIV as well. He said, the Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He has filled Zion with justice and righteousness. Notice that. Justice and righteousness. It said, wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of the times with an S on it. That wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of the times and the strength of salvation and the fear of the Lord is his treasure. Wow, what a scripture that we can draw from this morning. That wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of the times. What we need to ask ourselves. Is there, is there wisdom that we can have or get right now that will show us how to navigate through these times and be all that God called us to be in, in, in the last and end time days? And you have to be an ostrich that have stuck your head in the sand if you have not come to a full conviction. We are in the end time. We are in the last time of the last days. There is no more last. We are in it. But at the same time, there will be a harvest that will come that will boggle the imagination of mankind because the Lord is not willing that any should perish and that all would come under the repentance. And so it's going to be necessary that we know how to make the changes that are necessary without compromising truth, make adjustments that are necessary so that we'll be impactful and at the same time, relevant to our community, our society, and the place that the Lord has put us for ministry purpose. So wisdom and knowledge would be the stability. I look that word of stability, and it has to do with, say, causing an object or a structure unlikely to overturn. That means we can get hold of such wisdom in this hour that nothing, COVID-19, 
economical upheaval, famine, the, the virus, wars, unrest in our society, unrighteous political leaders passing laws that are certainly anti-Christ. It doesn't matter because there's a wisdom from God that will cause us to be so sound and structured that nothing the enemy can throw at us or shoot at us and all of his archery can overturn us. I love that. Unlikely to overturn. That means like a tree planted by the rivers of water, we won't be moved. I know right now you ought to thank God for that and, and bless his holy name. Unlikely to overturn. We've seen also in Deuteronomy chapter 4, and let's go there, Deuteronomy 4 and verse 6, for the Lord uh, instructing his people as he prepared them to bring them into the promised land and, uh, and, the, and the fulfillment of his covenant promises he had made. Listen what the Lord says here as we talk about this wisdom that God wants us to walk in in this hour and how we get a hold of it. It says to us in Deuteronomy 4, we're looking down, this was Moses' command of obedience, telling his people, hey, all right, now you're going to have to obey the Lord in order to walk out and walk in all that he has prepared for you. But listen what he said in um, Deuteronomy 4 and 6. It says, but you will hold fast to the Lord your God. Your God are alive today, every one of you. Surely I have taught you statutes and judgments. Statutes and judgments. Just as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should act according to them in the land which you go in to possess. Now watch what he said, verse 6. Therefore, be careful to observe them. For this is your wisdom. You remember I said, and actually it's the Lord Jesus, I really quote him, that application of scripture to one's life and circumstance is wisdom. You are, you can't get no more wisdom. When you begin to do what that word say do and apply it to your circumstance, your problems, your conditions, or what God have called you to do and be, that is wisdom. Listen to what Moses said. He said, be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding. I remember the servant of the Lord praying about that, that understanding that Solomon, give me a wise and understanding heart to discern between good and evil, that I may lead your people in righteousness and true holiness. Uh, he said, and, and understanding in the sight of the people who will hear all these statutes and say, surely this nation, this is a great nation, is a wise and understanding people. So according to that principle right there, Moses said, just following the commandments and the judgments and the statutes that I have given you from the, from the heart of God, if you walk in them, listen what he said, other nations will say that you are wise and understanding people. Now, why other nations will say that? The same reason they said it when they were speaking about Jesus over there in Mark chapter 6, if we look at that, when they saw Jesus there ministering in his own hometown uh, in Mark chapter 6, and we'll look at verse uh, verse 1, it said, Then he went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. And, 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 and when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished. Why was they astonished? Saying, what did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this? The wisdom on the Lord Jesus Christ when he walked among men, that they, they were astonished. That word astonished, like baffled, confused. <laughs> they said, what is this? I've never seen that like, and so shall it be upon us in this hour, that the wisdom of God will literally astound those onlookers and those who are anti of the things of God. But they said, what wisdom is this? What wisdom is this? So is there a wisdom that we can get through the times that we're facing? But what wisdom is it? What wisdom is it? The Bible tells us in, in of course, Proverbs uh, 4 and 7, we can see whether the Lord exalt us. And Proverbs 4 and 7, let's go there. 
uh, giving you a lot of scriptures this morning for morning session, but it's necessary if we're going to lay hold of the principle that the Lord wants us to, to have here. And of course, one of the uh, ways we can define wisdom, wisdom is acquired knowledge. It's acquired knowledge. It's, it's, it's definitely an endowment of the spirit that we have to ask for. But we don't just stand back and don't do anything and don't and expect wisdom of God just won't overtake our life. No, no, no. That'd be the case. Everybody would walk in the wisdom of God. But it's acquired knowledge with skillful application. That's what it is. Acquired knowledge with skillful application. We know how to use what we have learned. We know how to put it to work, put it to action on practical everyday life and even when complicated issues shows up. Because what did Jesus tell us in Luke 21 yesterday? He said, for this will turn for your testimony. I pray that pastors and ministers and, and apostles and prophets and, and, and so forth, you have already received that on your ministry as a faith step, believing that the days to come, the things that we have just gone through and the things prior before all these things begin to uh, uh, come upon the nations and the land that the Lord Jesus will make everything the devil mean for an evil work together for our good and God himself will get the glory. So this will, no matter what the situation may look like right now, it will turn for your testimony. It will turn for your testimony. Oh, I feel that, I feel such a passion about that. Why I keep saying that? Because some of you got to receive that because you've been in some, some, uh, challenging moments. You've been in some, some difficult seasons here in these last few months. But I'm telling you, it, it will turn for your testimony. If you don't quit, if you don't give up, you're going to see that God empowers the believer in the hours of difficulty and causes us to rise up to a whole nother level. He actually make that thing a stepping stone to push us on into purpose and destiny. And I'm sensing to tell some of you that without a doubt, the testimonies are going to be ringing around you and your ministry. The testimony is going to ring. Why? The Bible said we overcome him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. You're going to be able to share the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, even in the midst of what you've been through. And then he said he's going to give us a mouth, a mouth that no adversary and wisdom that no adversary will be able to contradict. A mouth and wisdom. That means in every situation, you won't, you will know what to say and you will know what to do. Why is that so important? Because what we say and what we do decides the outcome of situations. What we say and what we do, because God works through what we say, and God works through our choices, and we must accept that. I've had to tell the people here in our region, there's no magic grace like that, <laughs> that God works with your mouth and God works with your actions, and, there is, and grace is sufficient so you'll say the right thing, and so you'll do the right thing. But grace is not here to make you a basket case where you're reckless and living lawless, and then think about, it, then turn around and say, "Well, God have given you grace and so forth." No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. You will know what to say, go to Abasi, and you will know what to do absolutely in every situation. And that means. When it's make time, when, it, when it's time to make critical choices for ministry, you will know what to say as a pastor. You will know what to do as a man and a woman of God. You will have the wisdom coming on you. The Bible said that God gave Daniel wisdom. Yeah, he learned the science. He had to study for three years, but it wasn't, it was beyond that. The Bible said, the Bible said in Daniel one, God gave uh, uh, Daniel attributes. That is un unusual ability to learn so that he can skillfully use everything he had learned. And so shall it be in your life. So shall it be around you and your ministry. Your leaderships will wear that same anointing. Your leaderships will wear that same grace. You will, they will walk in the same anointing and same grace that the Lord Jesus Christ have placed upon you. And I saw it up on the screen. Thank you, brother. It will be irresistible wisdom. Absolutely. 
irresistible. Let me go on now because we want to make some, some, some time here good. Now, so the Bible here tell us, uh, in Proverbs 4 and verse 7, it said, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and with all your getting, get an understanding. So God exalts us to, to go after wisdom. And he said, it is the superior thing. It is the most important thing. It is the principal thing. In other words, wisdom is the key to what, to all the life problems. Wisdom is the key for successful living. And we need both of them in this hour. We need wisdom to deal with life issues and problems that come to all of us. Because, you know, Satanists ain't not going to just lay back and let us just go full steam ahead without trying to throw uh, 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 stumbling stones and blocks at us and, and trying to derail you from purpose and distractions. I would like to put better say yeah, he would throw distractions at us. But wisdom is the key for life problems and it's the key for successful living. That means spirit, soul, and body, and social living. Wisdom affects all levels of our existence. Now then, if that be so, then Jesus said something. We want to go back over there and look at that because we've been quoting around it. It was in Matthew chapter 7, and we're going to look at verse uh, 24 of Matthew 7, where the Lord spoke about uh, this principle to us in a very clear way, and we'll see it here. Matthew 7, verse 24, here's what the Lord said out of the uh, uh, New King James. He said, therefore, whoever hear these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man, a man of wisdom, a woman of wisdom who built his house on a rock. Now, notice the allegories that the Lord is using here, house and rocks. And, and then he said, and the rain descended, the flood came, the wind blew and beat on the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on a rock. Notice what the Lord said. He said, the flood came. That's the troubles, coronavirus, economical upheaval. Uh, uh, all, uh, you know, ministry challenging now that we are facing on many levels now because of the restraint and the restriction that it has placed around ministry as the way we have done it. So we can call all of that would fit in into the rain and the flood descending and beating on the house, but it did not fall. That means those things did not make you listen. If we don't quit, if we don't give up, no matter what it is, the Lord will make it turn out for our good if we just don't cave in. That's why the Bible said, man is to always pray and never quit or never lose heart, never faint on your side, never faint on your vision, never faint, not only don't faint, but Proverbs said, where there's no vision, the people perish. One translation said, where there's no vision, the people throw off restraint. In other words, when the vision come under real attack, if we don't watch ourselves, if we ground it in the things of what we have professed and said the Lord told us, the Bible said we'll throw off strength. In other words, start living lawless. It opened up the door for all things. But Solomon also said, happy is he who keep thy law. Happy is the man and the woman who stick with the word, who stay with the promise. So listen here. The Lord said at verse 26, but everyone who hears these saying of mine and does not do them, I liken him to be a foolish man. So two allegories, a wise man and a two comparison, a wise man, a foolish man, a rock, building on rock, building on sand. He said, and the floods came, the wind blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was the fall. What do I mean great was the fall? Everybody saw the fall. Everybody heard about it. Everybody saw it. So, so what the Lord gave us out of that right there. He said, anyone who hear these sins of mine doing them, I liken him to a wise man. A a application of God's word is wisdom. Application of God's word. Jesus said it. We can't improve on it. 
Anyone who hear these sayings of mine and do them, I liken them to be a wise man who built his house on a rock. Notice he goes to foundation, foundation. So we can say it this way. Jesus speaks of the rock and sand. Both speaks of foundation. And we know the magnitude and the height of any structure and the success of it is resting solely on what you have put under it. What is the support system? That's what prop, that's what Isaiah 33 6 was talking about. That the support system is so strong, it's unlikely to be overturned. It may be shaken, the wind may blow on it, but you can't overturn it. I'm decreeing and declaring to you there's nothing in this season of life will overturn your assignment and your calling and the work that God have called you to and the people that God have called you to reach and to impact. In Jesus' name. Notice the Lord says here, just like, so we can say, he's speaking of foundation. Just like there is a fundamental principle. Yes, praise God. Just like there's a fundamental principle for successful building. Isn't it right? There's a fundamental principle for successful building. We know what it has to do with. It is building on a solid foundation. Anyone, you can take shortcuts all you want to, but if you don't build a, you don't, and, and you know why most people don't take the time to put the foundation properly? Because it's the part of the whole work that gets no glory because it ain't seen. It's all hidden. It's all hidden. And even in my niche, you got contractors and people who will build a house and they take all kind of shortcuts. Then after a little while, the house leaning, all kind of problems come in. It shows his craftiness. He had no integrity in it. He had no real commitment in his craft. And therefore, though he don't realize it, a matter of time, it shows that he did not have integrity in his craft. And guess what? When you think about a builder, he'll be the last one you ever call again. Because you see, you cannot depend upon the way he do his work. Now, so we see here then, that building a, solid, building a solid foundation is a fundamental principle, then a fundamental principle for successful living is wisdom. Same principle. Fundamental principle for building is a solid foundation. A fundamental principle for successful living, for successful assignment, is the wisdom of God. Let's dig a little further now in Jesus' name. We see then in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we'll go there for a moment, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's look at something here now, because we know that there are several wisdoms spoken about in the word of God, and those wisdoms are in the earth, but they're not the wisdom that me and you are building our life on and around. 1 Corinthians 2, and it says verse 1 through Hey, Paul says, and I, brethren, when I came, I came to you, I did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimonies of God. Notice the testimonies of God. God got testimonies. You know he's going to give me and you some. The testimonies of God. God himself have testimonies. And it says, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. I love this passage here. And my speech and preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. So there's a wisdom that man walk in, but in the demonstration of the spirit and a power that we call that human wisdom, that your faith should not stand in human wisdom alone but in the power of God. Human wisdom is, is here. Then we see there's devilish wisdom. Of course, James told us about all three of them in James chapter 3. He called it worldly or devilish wisdom. Then we saw that there is human wisdom. And here Paul is addressing that human wisdom. He said, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age nor are the rulers of this age that come to nothing. Notice this now. So we need to see this. There is a human wisdom, and then there's a wisdom of this age, this age. 
and it says, which God ordained before, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So God's wisdom has some mysteries to it. He called it the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the age for our glory. Did you hear that, men and women of God? God have ordained his wisdom for our glory in the age that we're living in. His wisdom is ordained for me and you to walk in his glory in. But now let's see some things because in order to embrace God's wisdom, you have to know how to discern human wisdom, the, the wisdom of this age or the wisdom, uh, 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 demonic wisdom and both of them. Now we, we need to see something here. Human wisdom. What would we call human wisdom? And what is the wisdom of this age? First of all, human wisdom is this. It is earthly, self-seeking, totally, uh, uh, totally, and it totally ignore all spiritual consequences. It teaches you to go for life now, here and now, and it sets you in a mindset that there's no hereafter, therefore there's no consequences of your choice and lifestyle in the now. As it were, we have a colloquial expression we say in America. It tells you, go for the gusto. <laughs> that means live life to the full, because after all, this is all life offer. That's human wisdom. Now, what we need to understand about human wisdom, there's also some practical things that human wisdom bring to our society and bring to us that is definitely wisdom, and it has its effect. The problem is when me and you allow human wisdom to govern our life, what it does, it limit us. It restrains us to all we know and all we can do. It makes no room for the miraculous and the supernatural, and it definitely have no inroad into the spiritual realm where God give us grace and, and blessings and anointings and sufficient uh, and, 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 and supply of sufficiency for everything that life brings us. So the human wisdom train people to limit their life only what they know, what they have learned, or the philosophers and the theories and the charismatic voices of our time, you know, which have some nice sayings and certain things, but it's limited. It limits us. It, when you need a breakthrough and a miracle, human wisdom can't give you one. When you need the, the, the God to show up and to rebuke a disease out of your body, human wisdom has no grace to bring that to pass. So yes, it has some things to tell you how to be successful in life. You know, a lot of what we hear now in the platforms of a lot of our uh, 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 pulpits in America is what we call totally motivational speaking, teaching. Y'all, you know what that is? Human wisdom. <laughs> That's what it is. Telling people how to have it now, get it now, live it now, have it all, and all that kind of stuff, which we understand, you know, there's an abundancy that God wants to live in. But also, he does not want your life to be restrained to human supply only. Amen. Then, so then, we also come to the other one that we just read, the wisdom of this age. The wisdom of this age. And of course, it, 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 it of course, it teaches us, of course, uh, and it tells us life in at the grave and focus on the pleasure of life. And I just gave that. But this demonic wisdom, let's see something here. We, we're looking at it at verse seven once again of, uh, first Corinthians. Verse six and seven, it says, however, we speak wisdom from among them who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age. So what it's telling us, there's a wisdom that come with this age and is from the rulers of this age, talking about demonic forces and powers. And, uh, and it said, which, who, why, why we don't build our life on that? The Bible say it's coming to nothing. It's coming to zero, zero, nothing. All right. Then, if that's so, we want to see it a little stronger now. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 6 and verse 12, which we understand this, of course, where it talks about the arm of God and so forth. But it also highlights 
about this 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 uh uh demonic wisdom. Verse twelve tells us, but we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts in the heavenly places. So it's trying to show us there that 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 these powers are real. Now, and then in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4, it tells me and you, uh, for I know nothing of myself, uh, 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4. Let me go to Alice and read from 1 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 4, pardon me there. <laughs> I was in a hurry. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4, listen to what it says. Uh, whose mind the God of this age has blind, who do not believe, least the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine under them. It's talking about how that there are powers, listen to us, there are powers that are blinding the minds of men and women in our society. Now, what is that? How are they blinding them? Through what we are calling demonic wisdom. It's trying to blind them so the light of the glorious gospel of Christ won't shine under them. Then, so how it, how, how do, how is this expressed? And it is, it's, it's expressed in everything that God stands for in our world. It opposes it. It stands against it. You know, uh, like the biblical institution of marriage. You know, making people believe that you could get married, that, 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 of course they made it a law in our country. And and, and 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 there are other countries as well. But but how can you change God's law? It don't matter what you think about what God has to say. He says what he means, and he means what he says. And there is no man or woman who can veto <laughs> what he has said as order for life. And so, but this is how this this is how this demonic wisdom is expressed. So you got masses of men and women right now who believe it's okay for same-sex marriage. How did that come? Then he will turn around and use influential people, uh, movie stars, uh, artists, rappers, singers, who will turn around on their platform and endorse these lifestyles. Now, what happened? He takes now and infiltrates that society that city, that country, that nation with demonic wisdom. And they'll come up with reason and rationale why it's okay. They will even try to take the word. They will even try to take the word of God and defend their position about some of these things. I'm just using this illustration to let you understand what it looked like. Then, of course, uh, uh, so many other laws that it makes it okay, like telling a woman her body is her own body, you can do with it what you want to do with it. So that means if you have a baby, you decide you want the baby, but don't have, want the baby. It's your choice. Why? Because it's your body. And my question is this. Uh, how can that body be yours? You, What did you do to get it? <laughs> so everything we got is a gift from God. Everything we got is a gift from God, include our body. God, God gives you the right to make some choices and decisions but the Bible tells us the first thing he do after a man gets saved, a woman gets saved, he claims your body as his temple. So how can we walk around in my body? I can do with it. But you got laws, which tells us that the way this, un this demonic wisdom get in, that's why the Bible said righteousness exalt a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. The how is a nation exalted? By righteousness. How is that conferred? Through righteous policies. That's why we have to pray for those in authority. Look at my country, how, how loose and how messed up they are about our president and about people that God has chosen to put in power. That don't mean that you're full of like everybody that rules in a political office, but we have some uh, unapologetic position that God calls all to. And, we, and what is that? He said, you pray for those that are in authority so that you may live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved. That means if we don't pray for them effectively, 
we will open the door for the laws to be passed that even the gospel of Christ can't be preached in certain that which they're doing even now in America. They censoring our our messages on social media now, and the, the anything that challenge a lot of things now. It's a whole new ball game out here, and that's why we must have wisdom. I just put it like that, and I kind of got riled up on that. But let me tell you, it's real, and we need to know what we're dealing with. Death, the demonic powers are working behind it, but that's enough said on that. So, uh, 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 we can expect this to come through, uh, influential people and well educated people, you know, uh, uh, people with, with titles and positions. Then we see divine wisdom or godly wisdom. The Bible tells us that this wisdom is, has a mystery to it, and the Bible said, when it says mystery, what it means? It's hidden. Everybody can't get it. Why is it hidden? It's hidden for our protection. That's what the Lord is saying. It's hidden for our glory. God has put put away this divine wisdom that no uh, 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 Tom Straw can just run in and grab it and then make it applicable to his lifestyle and do all kind of crazy things and give God no glory. So we understand this by principle. So it's hidden. It means that it's not only hidden, but it can't be corrupt like human wisdom can be corrupted. Demonic wisdom is corrupt in its end game. It promised something that it can never deliver. But godly wisdom is hidden for our glory, for our protection. According to 1 Corinthians uh, 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 2 and verse 6 and 7, and, it, and, and the Bible said uh, that it is hidden for our glory in this age that we're living in. Now, then if that be so, then we want to see uh, uh, further about this godly wisdom. Uh, and, and Matthew, hallelujah to Jesus, Matthew chapter 11, and uh, we will look at, then I'm going to give you some, some, some things in practical uh, how we function in this wisdom. We already know that there's some favor that we need, that we want to walk in, that is absolutely necessary that you understand the correlation between wisdom and favor. In uh, verse 25 of Matthew 11, we see it says, At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent, but has revealed them to babes. He's talking about there are some things that are hidden from people who are outside of the kingdom outside of the family, but the babies in the Lord can partake of these graces that the Lord wants us to walk in, and the, and the church shall say amen. Now, uh, I just uh, like for us to look at a couple more passages of Scripture here that I feel that will be relevant to what we are talking about. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we want to see in verse uh, 14 of that book, and of course, that's such a good good passage of scripture there that we can get stuck in it. It's so full. But we we, we want to go to a couple other things. And it says at First Corinthians uh chapter two. Uh well we'll go at we'll go at uh verse thirteen. It said these things also we speak not in words which man wisdom teaches, but which the holy but which the Holy Spirit teach. So the Holy Spirit is the teacher of wisdom. He is, he is the custodian of the wisdom of God. All right? Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. He can't know them because they are spiritually discerned or they are spiritually understood. But he who is spiritual judge all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. Now, here's the next verse. Who, who had known the mind of the Lord that we may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And because we have that mind, we have access to his wisdom. Of course, you know, First Corinthians also tells us, Christ has made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. 
That means we have the raw substance of wisdom on the inside, but we must access it. We must tap into it. Job chapter 32 has something to say that we will uh, be able to get a hold to a principle here that will certainly enhance our teaching this morning. Job 32, look at verse 4 of that. It said, now because they were not now because they were years older than he, Elihu had waited to speak to Job. When Elihu saw that there was no answer in the mouth of these three men, his wrath was aroused. So Elihu, the son of Batrat, the Buzzite, answered and said, I am young in years and you are very old, therefore I'm afraid. Dare not declare my opinion to you. I said age should speak and the multitude of years should teach wisdom. But there's a spirit in man and the breath of the almighty give him understanding. The breath, the Holy Spirit is the the one that unlocks the wisdom of God to us. Now watch this. It said great men are not always wise nor do age always understand just what he's telling us. Men can have titles and position and have lived age and season and still have no wisdom in their life. So living long, we have typically thought that if you have if you live a long time, you're supposed to be wise. But yet the Bible saying just living long, having longevity doesn't necessarily automatically mean that you are a wise old person because the Bible also talks about old fools in the Bible that you could be a whole foolish person in your behavior, in your conduct, still trying to act like you was when you was 25 and 30. So uh, uh, this is what this is addressing. But then he's telling us that there are officials that are holding important offices and positions. And you think because they got a title that that equal wisdom and wise. So he's telling us clearly, don't be duped by titles and don't be duped by age. Neither one interpret to us automatically that a person is walking in wisdom. <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, it's telling us wisdom is not based on age, uh, by itself and it doesn't make one wise. Wisdom is not based on position or title. So we can have both, but the Bible says, but there's a spirit in man and the inspiration is of the almighty. And he give him understanding. We see in, in Ecclesiastic 10, Ecclesiastic chapter 10, hallelujah to Jesus. And we'll pick up at verse 16 of that book, Ecclesiastic 10, verse 16. Uh, it says, woe to you, O land, when a king is a child. What do you mean? Hasn't matured, has no wisdom. And your prince cease in the morning. Blessed are you, O land, when your king is the son of a noble, and your prince cease at the proper time for strength and not for drunkenness. Because of laziness, the building decay, and through idleness of hand, the house leaks. So what he really telling us is talking about people we can say this, who in the first part of their business want to have everything that a person who have had years of discipline and successful business, they want to wake up and have the same rewards of lifestyle that someone who's been in business for many years. The same is true in ministry. That's what it means. Whoa, when your king wake up in the morning early and ain't mature. I think the one translation said, wake up early in the morning and drink. And, and he ain't drinking for strength, but he's drinking for pleasure only. So there's some things that people try to get early in the phase of life that need, they need to let the, the gradual blessings of the Lord fulfill those things and not to try to have them and get them for the sake of just a show off or to, to say, because I got this or that that equal that I am successful and that I am a person of wisdom, not necessarily so. All right. So what what, what the, the word said uh, at verse eight, a spirit in man, the breath of the almighty. So where do we find this wisdom? Where do we find this wisdom? Let's see Job 28. Job 28. 
Where do we find this wisdom? Job 28, and uh, we'll look at verse, uh, we'll start at verse 7 of that book. Job 28 and 7. All right. This is what it says there at verse 7 of that particular book. It says, that path no bird knows, nor the, nor the falcon, I see it. The proud lion has not trodden it, nor the fierce lion pass over it. He put his hands on the flint. He overturned the mountain at the root. He cuts out channels in the rock. His eyes see every precious thing. He dams up the stream and trickles. Where, what is hidden he bring to the light? Verse 12 says, but where can wisdom be found? Now notice the allegories that he used to talk about wisdom. He said man can dig deep, but he can't find it. He can dig, he can plow, he can do all these natural things, find gold and diamonds and mines and ore and oil and all of that. And he can, he can dig and he done created instruments of all kind to know how to go into earth and find every kind of precious mineral that we know about. But yet he don't know how to find wisdom. There's not an instrument that man has created that he can tap and find God's wisdom. Why? Because wisdom comes from God, by God, through God to those he choose to give it to. So the Bible here said, man, and where is the place of understanding? Verse 13, man does not know his value. It's not meaning if he would give his time and energy the way he would to go after gold, to go after silver, to go after rubies and precious things. That's why the Bible made a comparison of rubies with wisdom and said that and any other precious mineral stone that man come up with can't can be compared with wisdom from God. Why? Because Ecclesiastes said money is a defense. Money is a weapon. Wisdom is a defense. But the excellence of knowledge is this, that wisdom give light to those who have it. Far beyond what any natural earthly thing can do. So here Job brings out to us, man does not know his value, nor is it found in the land of the living. The deep say it is not in me. The sea say it is not with me. It cannot be purchased for gold, nor can silver be weighted for its price. It cannot be value of the gold or offer, or the precious onyx or the sapphire. Neither gold nor crystal can equal it, nor can it be exchanged for jewelry at fine gold. No mention shall be of the coal or the quartz, for the price of wisdom is above rubies. The topaz of Ethiopia cannot equal it, nor can, can it be valued by pure gold. From where then does wisdom come? Verse 20. From where then does wisdom come? Where is the place of understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all living and concealed from the birds of air. Demonic type of demonic forces. Destruction and death say we've heard about the report about it with our ear. God understand it ways and he know his place. For he looked to the ends of the earth and see under the hell heaven to establish a weight for the wind and a portion for the water by the measure. When he made a law for the rain and path for the thunderbolt, then he saw wisdom and declared it. He prepared it indeed and he searched it out. So what do we have to do to get a hold of this wisdom? We have to first declare it. God left it on record for us. Declare what James said in James 1, 6 and 8. If any man lack wisdom, this is the start of God. Let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and upbraided not, and it shall be given unto him. Then, of course, Proverbs tell us the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And a right understanding about evil is where understanding begin to come from. So he said, he declared it. So that's the profession of our faith. He prepared it. That means we have to do diligent to go after this wisdom. And indeed, he searched it out. And to man, he said, behold, the fear of the Lord, 
that is wisdom. Glory to God. A reverential respect and an honor and putting God in his proper place in our life is wisdom. And it opened up the fountain for wisdom functioning through our life as well. No question about it. He said, and to depart from evil is understanding. Glory be to God. So what are some practical things that we can do that walking with? Number one, James 1, 5 through 8 say, if we pray for wisdom, if we pray for it, we can receive it by prayer. Proverbs 15, 31 through 32 tell us that uh, when we uh, uh, make necessary corrections and repent in our life, we can have wisdom. Also, Proverbs 13 and 20 tell us when we, uh, you know, the Bible said, iron sharpen iron. And, and and if we want wisdom, we have to walk with the wise. We have to receive from men and women that God have placed wisdom on, like Apostle Alfred and Mama Oma. Wisdom comes through their life. We get wisdom from by connecting to people who have wisdom on them. Those are practical things that brings wisdom to us. And, of course, Proverbs 1, 5 through 8 tell us, that we can pray for wisdom uh, 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 and receive wisdom as well. I pray that you've been blessed. Of course, there's a lot more that we can say around us, but we feel that we have exalted our time for the day. But I pray that we have said some things here along the, the, the things of wisdom uh, for our life uh, and that you receive that in Jesus' name. God bless you. We love you much. Thank you for letting me be a part of PBM this year and sharing by virtue with you. We are honored and uh, we uh, highly esteem the leadership of PBM, Apostle Alfred and Mama Oma. Thank you once again for being a part of our life here in, uh, in America and Charlotte, North Carolina. God bless you. Amen. Uh, come on, let's put our hearts together for the Lord. This is my glory, my Lord. We are going to pray from the last this, uh, the book of Job, which is the last scripture that was read, I noticed in Job 28, 23, it says, God understands his way and he knows his place. Yes. And then in verse 28, and to man, he said, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil, that is understanding. And James said we can pray for it. So we're going to pray. God understands the ways of wisdom. And he knows his place. You are going to tell the Lord, take me to the place of wisdom. Transform my mind to be filled with the fear of God. And the power to depart from evil. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, we pray thee. You know the way of wisdom. You know the way of wisdom. You know his place, O oh God. For the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. Transform our human mind. Transform our human heart. Help us, O oh God, to understand the way of wisdom. Lead us and guide us to the place of wisdom. Where it dwells, O oh God, that we will dwell in the wisdom of God. We will walk in the ways of wisdom of God. We will operate in the ways of wisdom of God. By the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Tell the Lord, destroy everything within me that contradicts your wisdom. Holy Ghost, send your fire into my heart. Send your fire into my soul. Send your fire into my body, into my heart. Everything that contradicts the wisdom of God, take them out. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, surround me with your fire. Clothe me, Lord, with your fire. Destroy every attitude in me that conflict with the wisdom of heaven. Destroy every thinking in me that conflict with the wisdom of heaven. Destroy every actions of mine that conflict with the wisdom of heaven. Help me, O oh God. Give me the wisdom. Lead me in the way of wisdom every day of my life. Let me sit in the place of wisdom every day of my life. That the words that come out of my mouth shall be wisdom. The thoughts that come into my mind, accepted to my heart, 
Sabi the wisdom of God. Tell the Lord, I want to live in your wisdom. I want to walk in your wisdom. I want to operate in your wisdom. I need wisdom of God. I receive wisdom of God. I call for the wisdom of God. He said, God pronounced it. God proclaimed it. Give me wisdom. I call it forth in the name of Jesus Christ. The wisdom of heaven I receive by faith. I declare it in the name of Jesus over my life. Over my children, over my family, over my church, receive the wisdom of God. We receive it. We declare it. We call it to be. We call it to be. We call it to be. Wisdom of God is ours. Thank you, sovereign Lord. In Jesus' anointed name, we are prayed. I want to say very much big thank you to Dr. Luckard. Let's put our hands together again for Dr. Luckard. Did you see how God is progressing from the message we had, you know, the first message, now into this, my Lord. <laughs> wow. I am so much convinced that after this convention, our lives will never remain the same. Mm. This is not going to be, uh, you know, you talk like another convention. No, 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 no. The changes that is occurring in our life begins from this meeting. This meeting that we have been having, I told you at the beginning, God said to me that the presence of angels shall be everywhere that will listen to this meeting. You will have angelic presence. And you know what angels does is that they position you for the Holy Spirit. That is what the angels of God do. do. Uh, I would thank God that all what Holy Spirit is saying to us now, uh, we are receiving the impartation. You can feel it where you are. That this is not theories. These are practical things we need. And this is what we need. The church needs now. The church of the living God post-COVID. Ministry post-COVID. Now, you know, we can't travel as we used to travel before. Who knows when they're going to open the, air, 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 the airlines. You know, we cannot move as we used to move before. Who knows when they're going to remove all this restriction in movement. But do you understand something that either there is lockdown, there is restriction in movement, and nations shut their boundaries. The word of the living God will penetrate boundaries of nations. It will penetrate the heart of people. And we need the wisdom now. To be able to still stand where we are and yes, send the word out to the ends of the earth. Stand where we are, as you are told in the morning, and be the authority over the area you are. You are the principality over the area you are. And be a good trustee of God, losing the heart of people, burning the paths of Satan, destroying all his weapons, and then reaching out to the, to the, to the, to the whole world. I see that since this lockdown, I am more busy as a minister than before lockdown. I am more busy. When we were going to church, I only go to preaching church. <laughs> but this time around, if Holy Ghost says something to my heart, I can just go on the, on the social media and I start speaking. Before you know it, some people are connecting it immediately. Immediately. So it has been very, very busy time. It is a time we need the wisdom of God. The church of God should thrive because that's what God has said. He's referring me again to you again and again. The storm of COVID and the, all the destruction of the world is to tell the foundation that we have been building. That's what God is saying to us. And now, it is, it, this is a time that everyone will know what, what is the foundation that is building upon. However, we can learn from this meeting and restructure. And restructure, you know, Elijah had to destroy the altar and rebuild the altar. Some of you who are listening to me, you need to destroy the structure that you have before, the foundation that you have before, and rebuild a new foundation. Based on the word of God. Because if what you are building stands, it is because of the foundation. If it fades away, it's because of the foundation. And if you are struggling with the, the building, that is your, your work and your ministry, your calling, look at the foundation as God is instructing us and correct it. And you will see the, the, the building growing. And this is what God is saying. I thank God so much for all this information. I'm sure that each one of us must have received various things. Areas that we need to work on, areas that we need to introduce, areas that we need to increase. May the Lord grant you grace and ability, not only to write those things down, but to do those things that God has spoken through his servant. I want you to remember a few things that he said before we close. Acquired knowledge with, with skill for application is wisdom. All right? So when you have the knowledge, apply it. That is wisdom. What we say and what we do determines the outcome. It's not what you say that brings outcome, but what you do thereafter. Both together is what determines outcome. Your saying and your action, your doors and your action determines the outcome of your way of life. 
Wisdom is the key to successful living. Fundamental principle for success, successful building uh, is the foundation. Why wisdom is the key? Foundation is very, very fundamental. May the Lord continue to bless Dr. Luckert and uh, Dr. Aquame, who have blessed us so mightily. God has used them to really bless us today. If you are turning in for the first time, I want to welcome you. This is Prophetic Voice um, Ministers Gallery. We have chapters in various parts of the world. And this conference is hosted by the London chapter. If you are hearing us from Nigeria, from India, from all over, just write us on our email in London and we can connect you to the prophetic voice in whatever nation that you may be, you may be positioned. And may the Lord strengthen and bless us. May the Lord strengthen and bless us together. Amen.